there, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. And joining us, as always, is the sports outsider, Phil Rancho. Jordan is still in Nashville. Still in Nashville, but not dead No, he's, he's eating hot chicken, yeah. and uh, he's uh, da- dancing in a line with other people doing the same movements. Yep. That's one thing is, I mean, we'll, we'll have to talk to Jordan when he gets back, but he has become a huge country music fan. You can't not when you're there. Just a massive fan of country music. You know what? Uh, if I had some money, I'll tell you what I'd do. <laughs> I'd go downtown and buy a Ford truck or two. <laughs> is that a... That was in Michigan where they had the Ford oh, yeah. truck. They would t- change it from Mercury. Sure. But yeah. but Jordan now, he was, was saying to me on the phone the other day, huge fan of uh, the Florida-Georgia line. Okay. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Garth Brooks stuff. He's been saying sure. that's just awesome. But not Chris Gaines. Not Chris Gaines. Absolutely no. not. Uh, Keith Urban. Yeah. Toby Keith. All of these Which people. Which is weird. Right Why would he wheelhouse? call himself Keith Urban when he's very rural? Yeah. Play it against type. I don't like that. I don't anyway, care for irony. If, if you run into Jordan anytime in the next few months, ask him about his enormous fan fanhood for for country that he yeah he'll developed. be the one in the 10 gallon hat yeah we'll be able to miss him and not not the old stuff like right. the recent new country right yeah. yeah yeah early taylor swift that's where jordan's at that's a sweet spot <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh so busy well, busy podcast this week yeah we got a lot yeah we got a better know your mascot we absolutely have a better know your mascot. is bucky the brewer yeah of he's the milwaukee a, brewers is yeah. gonna be coming on and tell us all about his I mean, crazy life. I yeah. mean, I don't know if you guys follow Bucky the Brewer's Instagram, but he's got just an insane nightlife to go with his daily mascot duties. And Milwaukee's a party town. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Oh, yeah. Milwaukee, no. there's a lot of alcoholism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, lot of alcohol, and he's Bucky the Brewer, so he's right at the center of that. Probably, yeah. yeah I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, uh, addition to that, we also have uh, uh, John Denton. John Denver? John Denton. John Denton. John Denton. Yeah, he's John uh, Denton. So, Why are uh, you swallowing your teas? John Denton. Well, John I mean, Denton. 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 Okay. Okay. John okay. Denton. We can ask him how it's pronounced when he gets on here. I feel like I he's probably a going to it's agree not with Denton. me. Yeah, but he he's coming on. So the uh, uh, we. Nah, you know, uh, <laughs> We don't necessarily follow politics a lot here in the podcast. No, we don't. I think you're, our, li- our loyal listeners are going to know that. But, yeah. But, but you all know who we're voting for. Yeah. Sports was dragged into the realm of politics yeah. uh, at uh, the most recent presidential debate yeah. when uh, Donald Trump tried to explain his uh, his uh, comments to Billy Bush 11 years ago about right. how he liked to grab him by the pussy. Oh, locker room talk. Yeah. He, he, he said locker room talk. Right. Because Just it was clearly locker, locker room, room talk. talk. Yeah. So, uh uh, John's coming on here because okay. he was in locker rooms. Spent a long time playing minor ah. league and, and major league baseball in the 1970s. Something of an expert on locker room talk. Knows then. locker room talk, so he's going to kind of let us know how close is Trump to, to, to this idea of locker room talk. I imagine you. Donald Trump has not been in a lot of locker rooms that doesn't involve a Miss Blank pageant. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. And, <laughs> and that, knows he was that, in the locker that room came when out he too. wasn't yeah. supposed to be. Walking in on naked 15-year-olds. Oh. Our future Don. president. Yeah. Donnie, oh, Donnie, Don, Don. Uh, yeah. yeah, but so we're... We're gonna we're gonna clear the air on that here. Here, how much does Donald Trump know about the old locker room? Yeah, exactly. And do we uh, do we have a wide world of sports show? I don't think we do. You're goddamn week. right, we do. Oh, we do. But first, Tim Tebow update. Watch update. Tim Tebow update. Watch update. Brought to you by Mentos. Feel the rush in your mouth. 
Tim Tebow's story of helping a stricken fan will melt your cold, cold heart. Why is my heart cold? <laughs> I got a warm heart. Uh, Sub-headline, Tim Tebow becoming Jesus. Officially? Officially. Uh, does that mean that there's going to be... A, is that a sequel to the Book of Mormon then? Like a fourth testament? Okay, okay. No, no, no. This is... This is pretty amazing what we're about to lay okay. in here. Okay, we, we, have, we have covered Tim Tebow a lot. Too much. Some would argue yeah, too much. Arguably too much. Since I think in the first 10 episodes, we probably started Tim Tebow's update, watch updates. Something like that, yeah. That's uh, been like five years. But I got to say, this it, it's officially taking a turn. Okay. Like like our Tebow coverage, uh, this, is, this is where it may be jumping the shark. Okay. okay. Uh, Tim Tebow's return to athletic pursuits took a surreal turn that only added to his legend when, after his very first game with the New York Mets Arizona Fall League team, he stopped signing autographs to comfort and appray with a fan who had suffered a seizure. What? Yes. During the game? Read, I'm reading from the Washington Post, by the way. Ah, uh, Washpo. appropriately. washi washi po Tebow, who had become a lightning rod for both praise and criticism for wearing his faith on, on his sleeve during the heady NFL days of Tebow mania, may no longer play football, but he appears to have uh, not have to have wavered in living his beliefs. Brandon Berry, a 30-year-old man from Avondale, Arizona. Too young for seizures. Sure. Briefly lost consciousness during the health episode Tuesday and was released from a hospital uh, that day after being checked out. Tebow was signing autographs after his Scottsdale Scorpions game in Glendale when Barry collapsed. Scottsdale Scorpions? Scottsdale Scorpions. We are Scorpion! <laughs> we are the Scorpions! The Scottsdale Scorpions! <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh... uh Quoting Tebow, let me ask you a question. Okay. What would be more important, that I go to the locker room and I get on the bus and we get back a little quicker? Tebow said Wednesday via ESPN. In but my the team opinion, would probably say yes. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not even a choice. Oh. Uh, it's the right thing to do. It's what you're supposed to do, in my opinion. You just try, in those moments, be there for people to help people. Because there is a bigger, greater thing you can do in life than uh, uh, there's not a bigger, greater thing you can do in life than to be there for people in a time of need to help them. Wow. Right. Sort of sounds there like Tim Tebow started doing CPR. Yeah. Contacted a doctor. Yeah. Not true. Oh. Tim Tebow went to pray with him. Okay, so that's it. He didn't, like, help This recover. is what he's referring to is, hey, so, I'm going to pray with this guy. So, in other words, the guy had the seizure, came to, was like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. He's like, oh, not quite. Okay. Because here's the thing. <clears throat> Eerily, Barry regained consciousness as Tebow placed a hand upon him. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Tebow has the power of healing. Tim Tebow is like... Uh, 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 what do you call it? A faith it? healer. Yeah, a faith healer. Yeah. Uh, a revivalist. He's like, let the power of Christ, uh, live, give this man life. Travel in the Dust Bowl South. And put money in the bucket, you will see again, blind man. We're not even asking to put money in the, in the bucket. Nah, he's got his money. So next up from here, I don't know, Tim Tebow handling snakes in the outfield during I would games. watch that. Yeah, uh, who wouldn't watch that? Uh, handling... Scorpions? The Scorpions! We are the Scottsdale Scorpions! We are the Scottsdale Scorpions! The guy I was signing for, uh, he turned to his right, and I could see in his face something happened, Tebow said, so then I looked over. I saw Brandon right as he was getting uh, to the ground and going into a seizure. I just wanted to be there and pray for him. Again, wow. Again, not, 
I wanted to run hail an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to pray for him. See, I would have been like, get a phone and call 911. But not his choice. And uh, you know what? His way worked. Yeah. And here's the thing. You know you know why that's true for you? Why? Phil? Because you're not Jesus. No, I never claimed to be. Tim Tebow's Jesus. <laughs> he right. heals people by laying hands upon them. You know what? I'd like to think there's other people that could heal people laying hands on them than Jesus. Uh, like doctors. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a complex thing. Do you know that doctors don't necessarily need borders? <laughs> you could be a doctor <laughs> without any borders. Oh, that... That doesn't sound right. Though. That's true. I feel like I feel like you're coming outside the lines nope. on this one. I read it on the internet. Uh, not done yet, though. Uh, referring to Tebow, don't he insists use the M word to describe this, and and everybody, I said M. Oh M- God. no! <laughs> oh in, my gosh! I thought that I was like, how how would that work? Everyone's like, uh, uh, uh Tim, we we weren't going to. Right. <laughs> Where did that come from? No, no, no. Yikes. Uh, as far as me and a miracle, no, Tebow said. But in the God we serve, that we serve, yeah, I do believe in miracles. Uh, so wants to dissuade people of the idea that he performs miracles. Uh, few. Give him a couple years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that his NFL career lasted as long as it did, something of a miracle. Yeah, he couldn't heal his own arm. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast, the mascot for the Milwaukee Brewers, Bucky the Brewer. That's right. It's me, Bucky Brewer. Hey, Bucky Brewer. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, great to have you yeah, on, Yeah, thanks Bucky. for having me. It's great to be on the podcast Absolutely. with Absolutely. And hey, look what I got for you. A nice, oh, a- tall, frosty, oh, cold beer. Oh, everybody's always bringing me beer. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, you're Bucky the Brewer. It. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, Bucky though. Brewer. What? Because uh, bad news for me. <laughs> What? I'm uh I'm in the program now. What? Yeah, I, uh What program? Are you doing like CrossFit? No, I'm just we got know, hard you liquor know the program. Too. I'm the 12 step program. Wait, wait, what? Do you know how hard it is to be Bucky Brewer in a town in the middle of in Milwaukee in Wisconsin with uh having to having to drink every day, have people throwing beer down your throat? It's uh, it's painful. Uh, why? Well, I met. I don't know about painful. It kind of sounds like the dream. Tell me. that to my kidneys. They've been pretty painful. Oh. My uh, my skin is gray. I and, thought that uh, was just the costume. Nope, that's my skin. Oh God! And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm all rotten out on the inside. Oh God! Yep. But you're but you're Bucky Brewer. But hey, I of- can mascot with the best of them. Just because I brew the beer doesn't mean that I can't. Uh, doesn't mean I have to drink it, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of a party. It's your like identity. somebody somebody who uh, makes acid doesn't need to pour it on their face. <laughs> their job is just to make the acid. <laughs> that's. That's an odd, odd analogy. That's that you the only came up one with. I can think of, and I've been saying that one since I joined the program. Okay, well, uh, I, I gotta say, I mean, it really seems like you know you're not in a great environment to stay in the straight. No, I'm here. not in a great environment. That's true. It's kind of like taking a suicidal person and making them work at a news factory. Oh, news factory. A news fact, not a news factory, <laughs> which would also be pretty bad. Have you seen the news cycles lately? Uh, yeah, no, I have seen. Oh, them, they're pretty yeah. bad. So, how do you I mean? There's everyone's going to be drinking at these games. Well, I just I know. follow I just follow and the program. First of all, I put my trust in a higher power. Okay, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim, Tim. All right, yep. that makes sense. He healed. He makes somebody miracles. Yep. In Arizona. Yep. And then I uh, I uh, live every day like it's uh, my first. 
Is that how that goes? Yep, it's the opposite of somebody who drinks. Okay. I live yeah. every day like it's my first, and I got to take care of my temple, which is my body. Your body is your temple. Yeah. Uh, it does sound like, I mean, now that I'm seeing you up close and not on TV, you don't look good. No, nah, I got a little blood coming out of my mouth, but that's yeah. okay. It's just because my stomach's a, it's mostly rot at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's kind of like, you know how when you see a tree that's fallen and it's all rotted out? Yeah. That's what the inside of my stomach looks like now. I got to say, the, the people who drink too much beer may be the most disturbing of your your alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the really tough part is my sponsor is one of the guys who does the sausage races. Oh, which one? Ah, uh, the big, the tallest sausage. <laughs> oh, Bratwurst? Yep, Bratwurst. Oh, that's your sponsor? Yeah. Which is really tough because uh, when people get mad at the sausage race, they throw beer at them. Oh. So he has to do everything he can not yeah. to lick not to lick his uh, sausage casing. Because you don't know what goes really, really good with a bratwurst. Yeah, I know. It's a nice cold beer. Now I know that water goes with bratwurst. <laughs> now I know that. I mean, it, it can, but it's not the same. Oh, it's not a good flavor. <laughs> it just does. It goes with it the same way that oil goes with fire. Okay. Ain't a good combo. <laughs> but but, they, quite but work. you can you can you can combine them. You know what's really tough about it though? What 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 is that? Uh is that when I'm uh usually when I'm at the games, everybody wants to give me a beer. Oh yeah. They say, Hey Bucky Brewer, give me a beer. How do you respond to that now? I just say, uh, hey, do you have any uh do you have any cherry soda? Boy, I imagine the fans aren't a big fan of that. Nah, they're not <laughs> a big fan. They go, You're <laughs> hey, you're supposed to brew beer, not brewing cherry soda. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Do you, then, so do you just turn down the free beers from fans? Uh, usually I take the beer and I go, thank you. And then I uh, do the thing where I pour it to the side of my mouth, but turn my head so it looks like I'm pouring it down my throat. Okay. And then I go, who's got a cherry soda? It's become my catchphrase. <laughs> who's got a cherry soda? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it hasn't caught on yet. No, I mean, I imagine no. it wouldn't because, again, I mean, people drink beer at baseball games. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're making, you're taking steps to improve your life. And you, maybe I'll be able to see my kids again. You have, you have children? Yeah. Uh, little Timmy and Sally Brewer. Oh, God. Yeah. They're both brewers, too. Are, are you at all worried? Because I know in a lot of cases, alcoholism's hereditary. No, they're both already horrible drunks. <laughs> oh. Terrible drunks. Boy, that's pretty sad. Right, don't worry about it. They're both 15. Oh, God. They're okay. Well, I don't... Uh, is mascot years like dog years? Or is it different? What the <laughs> hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know how what this the works. Hell? Mascots still live there. I'm a human mascot. I have all the same <laughs> rules as a human. Well, would you go on the Muppet Show and say, so what, do you live two years? No. Well, I mean, if you have all the same rules as a human, I got to say, like, why is your head so enormously large? No, well, why do you think my stomach <laughs> rotted out from beer? If I was made of magical felt on the inside, you asshole. Okay. All right. You know what? I kind of feel like when it comes time for you to, to say your apologies to people. No, that's true. That is one of the steps. Hey, Joel. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Hey, that's okay. I'm, hey. I'm, I'm ready to let it go. Yeah, that's okay. And hey, listen, I'm glad to see that you're getting your life back together again. You, you, your Instagram feed was very entertaining, but it did look like you, you you were you were you know balls to the wall. Yeah, now it's a lot of pictures of me reading books by fireplaces. I guess I have not logged on in a little while. Yeah, uh, now they I'm don't get nearly as many likes. I don't imagine that they would. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but you know what, Joel? What's that? Let's hang out at my next relapse. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. All right, we'll do it. All right. Joining us now on the podcast is 
John Denton, somebody who is well-versed in locker room talk. Yeah, hello there, Phil. Hey, it's good to see you, John Denton. How so you what, you were in locker rooms a lot? Oh, I spent a lot of time in locker rooms. That's I played, great. I played minor league ball all through the 70s, been a major league ball in the early 80s. Uh, eventually had to stop. I was a catcher. My knees were just shredded. Sure. I don't know if you saw me, but I, I, I had to walk on a walk on, on, on crutches now. Oh, wow, because your knees are so my shot. knees are so bad. Yeah. Well, let let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Donald Trump, uh, uh, yeah. future President Trump, uh, was uh, talking about uh, how he was talking about uh, grabbing uh, women by the uh, pussy. Grabbing women by the pussy, yeah. Right, yeah. And, uh, and uh, he's, he blamed that on locker room talk. So, so you, as our uh, test study, is that real locker room talk? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I want to make sure that we go ahead and clear things up here cuz yeah, locker room air. locker room talk is, is definitely a thing. Okay? We had mm-hmm. we had locker room talk. There were things that we would say amongst each other that we absolutely would not say out in public. Makes we would sense, not say yeah. in front of the wives or the girlfriends, wouldn't say in front of children. Yeah. We maintained a different persona inside the locker room yeah. than we did outside. But Probably didn't talk about your girlfriends in front of your wives either. Right? <laughs> Am I right? No, you are that's right about room that. Talk. Absolutely. That's locker yeah, room that's, talk. That's a, but see, that's what I'm saying. That's a great example of locker room talk. Right. So, you know, I, I'm going to think back to 1973. Okay. Okay. And I was on a, we were playing with the, the Tallahassee Barnstormers at the time. Sure. That sounds <laughs> like a real thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can look them up. They were a minor league team. All right. What they were the, the single A affiliate of the, the Washington Senators. All right. Yeah. Uh, and so I distinctly remember, and this is 1972, we were all sitting around. We were having this talk, and uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, Janice. Whoa! Yeah. Things, are things about to get, is this going to uh, get us a mature pro- rating? Pro- a, little, a little extra mature, but Janice Uh-oh. was one of the uh, the uh, groupies who would hang around the, uh, the Uh-oh. locker room. Uh-oh! Yeah. Uh-oh! Absolutely. And we were talking about Janice, mm-hmm. uh, and then that sort of got us talking about... Uh, how a long border fence is a pretty ineffective method for actually preventing the flow of illegal goods, services, uh, and aliens across the U.S.-Mexico border, given its tremendous length. Wait, whoa. Yeah. What does that have to do with Janice? I don't quite remember how we got from Janice okay. to that. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was in 1972. It was quite a while ago. You know, this this might sound weird, but it seems like that form of locker room talk is something that Hillary Clinton would say hmm you, you you think yeah when you're talking about how a border wall isn't ineffective like that's, yeah well i mean it was the talking point of hillary clinton seemed like perfectly obvious but that was the sort of thing that we chatted about okay well, that was locker room talk okay no, I, we I weren't think, necessarily going to take our opinions about border fences spew them all over the place in public no i think i think we have to do a little reset here because when Donald Trump's talking about locker room talk, he's talking about like body banter, like when oh, it's just. I see what you're saying. When guys are around, it's a it's own guys I see only. What you're saying. Okay, and so, they're, therefore they kind of put their mind in like a guys being guys state. So let right. me let me let me give you a little reset here. Flash All right. forward. All right, 1977. Whoa. Okay, absolutely. Okay, and at that point, I am playing with the uh, with the Wichita Small Towners. Okay. There's a team called the Small Towners. Well, there was. They okay. they they folded in '87 because sure. of the stock market crash. And okay? I imagine but, they weren't getting a lot of audience because the town was so small. Yeah. Well, Wichita is not a small town. Sure. That's why the mascot was the Small Towners. Okay. It was fair. Not because Wichita was a small town. You okay. Clearly, you've not been to Wichita. No, so. I have not. Uh. So 
we are all sitting around one day, uh, and we get to talking uh, about the about the girlfriends. Uh oh, who have lives. We're talking There's about the girlfriends. There's gonna be some locker room Absolutely. talk. Absolutely, and uh, we were talking a bit about how because you know we were. We were famous fellas. Yeah, you, know, to you some were. Degree. We yeah, were you were. Baseball players. Yeah, we were sort of known around the town. Absolutely. That there were certain certain things that the ladies were a lot more willing to do. Whoa. Uh, and then we all realized that there was one particular thing that we could never get a lady to do before we were baseball players. Uh oh. They pretty much did exclusively after we were oh, baseball players. Oh no! I don't even know if I can hear this. Oh, absolutely. And from there we. We started talking about how the country was founded on principles of religious liberty and how truly essential those are, that it's important to have a diversity of different backgrounds and how something like a, a specific religion being excluded from, from, from immigrating John. to this country would be, would be a terrible thing. Yeah, John. yeah what, what is it? That doesn't... Well, that's, that's locker room talk right there. No, it's right not. That's, that's... I mean, that is locker no, room that's... talk. That is the same shit people say out of locker rooms. That's C-SPAN talk. C-SPAN talk. Yeah, that's there was like, no C-SPAN. It was 1977. Again, that sounds like something Hillary Clinton would talk about. I, I guess that maybe does not. Hillary sound Clinton like, might have spent a lot of time in. in, in no, locker rooms. no, she did not spend a lot of time in locker rooms. If that's the sort of thing she talked about. I have to say she probably this, this did. Politician talk. Okay. No, look, I I think you're mis. Let me clear the air. Locker room talk. I thought generally, I was supposed to be the one. No, clearing I'm the clearing the air for you now. Locker okay. room talk. Generally, guys are all amped up because they were playing or about to play sports. The testosterone's running high. They're naked. They're itching their balls. There's no women around, so they're ready to talk about oh, sex. Okay. All right, they're all talking right. about sex. Let Jill. me stop you right there, okay? Because I I think I got a story that is right in the wheelhouse of what you're talking about. Okay, okay. Let's I, hear I understand. It. So this one comes. It's from uh, 1981. Oh, right? a year before I was born. Absolutely. By this point, I'm playing with the Major League Baseball team, mm -hmm. the Montreal Expos. That's not a real team. <laughs> no, that's absolutely a real No, that team. doesn't sound right. Anyway, we had just won a big game. Okay. A big game. Yeah. Okay. We had completed a sweep of our uh, division rivals, and we were we were really amped up about Congratulations it. Congratulations on that, in, by the way. And we are, oh, well, I mean, it, it was like 34 years ago. No, I know, yeah. but <laughs> either way, congratulations. Okay, that's, well, that's well thank great. you. Belated, sure. Yeah. Anyway, we are pounding beers, and we are having a fine time. Woo, okay, getting drunk. Just, yeah, getting drunk in the locker room and sort of talking, and that's when this equipment manager who had been working for the team Pretty young thing, sort of pops in to go. Wait, ahead you had and grab a female equipment manager. We did have a female equipment manager. Wow. Okay, she pops in to get the uniforms. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, and and you know we, we respectfully let her do her job, and then after she left, we all sort of turn to each other. And uh oh, with a wink and a nod. We yeah. start talking. Start having a locker room talk. Start talking. About how opening up markets is ultimately going to be a good thing for the vast majority of the people in this country. That the tariff structure that exists in the United States is not enough to protect the manufacturing base from globalization. And therefore, the only way forward is to really build a new structure for a, an economy that's going to be more service-based in the future. It was actually really forward-looking for 1981, I gotta say. It was, it was way ahead of its time. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Did I clear things up about locker room talk? No, no, you didn't. I didn't? No. Shoot.
And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world weird sports time. Everybody loves wide world weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. Uh, what do we got this week? This Phil? week's wide world of weird sports. Stool ball. Wait. Like stool sample? Because yep, this like sounds, poop ball. Sounds super gross. Nope. Stool ball is not about poop. Joel. Oh, the other stool, probably. Uh, maybe. That would make a lot more sense. A uh, stool ball is a sport that dates back to at least the 15th century. Oh, that's an shit, old one. Really? Did they even have stools that long ago? Uh, Joel, where do you think people sat in the 1400s? Chairs? And stools? In the dirt while they died of the plague? Joel, come on. <laughs> let's get let's get cereal here. Uh, it originated in Sussex, southern England. Fucking England. Right. Those people are so fucking bored. They're just inventing sports. Well, yeah. what if we put a wally do in the weird? No, that's Australia. <laughs> uh, it may be an ancestor of cricket, a game it resembles baseball, and rounders. Oh. The Matt Damon movie about playing poker. <laughs> No, I mean, one of, uh, just a fantastic film. Fantastic. John Malkovich's accent. Dear Heath, my man. All night long. Chick, chick, chick. I eat Oreos. Terrible. He actually said that out loud. Terrible performance. Oh, I think it was pretty marvelous. Uh, In fact, stool ball is sometimes called cricket in the air. What? Yep. Cricket in the air. I'm not sure I follow. Traditionally, it was uh, played by milkmaids who used their milking stools as a wicket. Uh, I mean, if you want to go back and check our two-part wide world of weird sports on cricket, mm-hmm. in which we attempted to use more time to explain a sport than we I ever had before. I still don't get it at and all. And got nowhere close to actually pulling it off. So so th- a wicket is in, the wicket's the thing where it's like you got to knock wood off. You got to n- knock over the wicket and the batter is protecting it. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Uh so, the game's popularity has faded since the 1960s. You don't say. Yeah, but is still played at a local league level at Su- in Sussex, Kent, Surrey, and Midlands. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. The National Stoolball Association was formed in 1979 to promote and expand stoolball. The game was officially recognized as a sport by the Sports Council in early 2008. Mm. It's been around since the 15th century. And it took till 2008 before it was acknowledged as a sport. You'd think you'd give up the ghost at some point before that. You'd think so. Especially when there's like multiple different sports that were, you know, like if you had it like, oh, I have this game where we kick a ball around. The one kick rule ball. is, that, yeah, you can't, you can't touch it with your hands. You oh, got to kick it to uh, a football. goal. Yeah. But our goals are a foot off the ground. You'd, you'd think at some point people would be like, okay, well, that's just soccer with the goals a foot sure. off the ground. And you'd give up. Yeah, but not not stoolball. It's a resilient little buddy. Uh, the National Stoolball Association changed its name to Stoolball England in 2010 on the advice of the Sports Council and was recognized as the national governing body for stoolball in England in 2011. So they've made some progress. Wow. How do yeah. you how do you not get recognized as the national governing body? Was there were there competing stoolball governing I bodies? I guess. I guess so. Uh, so, stoolball is attested by name as early as 1450. Nearly all medieval references describe it as a game played during Easter celebrations, typically as a courtship pastime rather than a competitive game. Ooh. It's for flirting. Ooh. Yeah. How do you how do you play it? We never got to the rules. Uh, okay. Description. I guess I'll skip the history. 
Uh, well, so, we can come back to the history. I'm just I guess. Stool ball is played on grass uh, with a 90-yard or 82-metra diameter boundary, <laughs> and the pitch is 16 yards long. Each team consists of 11 players with one team fielding and the other batting. Bowling is underarm from a bowling crease, 10 yards or 9.1 metres, from the batsman's wicket, and the ball reaching the batsman on the full, as in rounders or baseball, rather than bouncing from the pitch, as in cricket. So it has to be in the air. Okay, yeah. So it's more like baseball in that way. Uh, Each over consists of eight balls. The wicket itself is a square piece of wood, or a stool, uh, at head or shoulder height, fastened to a post. So you're like pitching like a baseball, but underarm. It's fastened to a post. Why would it need to be but fastened shoulder to a length post? So that it stays in the air. So that's like your strike zone, Joel. Yeah, I get that, but it's it's a stool. Wouldn't you just put the stool on the why why use a stool if you're not Joel, just gonna have a stool? I see your problem. You're thinking about bar stools and not milkmaid stools. Oh, milkmaid like stools are stools. very, very short. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So instead, there's I mean, I still don't quite follow why they choose to use a stool in this particular. I think it's a good strike zone, right? If you're throwing it and you have to figure out how to knock over the wicket without the batsman hitting it. If you're tying it it to like a post, I feel like almost anything would work for that. Why not the bucket that they put the milk in? Uh, Joel, then you'd be asking why you wouldn't use the stool. (laughs) We're going around in circles, Joel. They Fair had enough. to pick something eventually. <laughs> no, I, I understand that they did. I'm just saying I don't. I still don't understand why you'd land in there. Because the bucket, you could set it up so you'd throw it into the bucket. Sure, but that's not how this is played. You have to knock over the stool, right? right uh, as it's played today, a bowler attempts to hit the wicket with the ball, and a batsman defends it using a bat shaped like a frying pan. Back in those days, probably just a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a batsman scores runs by running between the wickets or hitting the ball beyond the boundary in a similar way to cricket. A ball hit over a boundary counts as four runs as, uh, if it hits the ground before reaching the boundary, or six runs if it landed beyond the boundary upon first contact with the ground. You know what we call that? What, home run? A dinger. A dinger, that's what yeah. we call it. It's much better that way. Uh, originally, the batsman simply had to defend his stool from each ball with his hand and would score a point for each delivery until the stool was hit. Sounds really painful. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go back to history then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing can make you happy, can it? Uh, I, okay. I told you before I didn't want to leave history. I just felt like we needed the, the context of the rules. No, we... that's that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the game's associations with romance remained strong onto the modern period. Fletcher and Shakespeare's comedy, The Two Noble Kinsmen, Use the phrase playing stool ball as a euphemism for sexual behavior. Whoa! Yeah, it's kind of like we do with running the bases. Uh, I mean, um, we I think we use the bases as a part of an elaborate metaphor, but I, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, man. I hit a home run. Well, sure, yeah, but you wouldn't say like, yeah, me and, me and Lindsay are going to go run the bases. Stool ball makes an <laughs> appearance in the dictionary of Samuel Johnson – where it is defined as a game played by driving a ball from stool to stool. He was layoff. <laughs> yeah. Terrible definition. That doesn't that doesn't sound anything no, like the game that not. was described. And that brings then to another wide world of weird sports. Ah, oh, stool ball's a game that's very confused by history and nobody knows how to play it quite. 
citizens of podcast town this brings to a close another sports 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 podcast but before we go bucky brewer would like to give you some of our contact information all right i'm back now to give you some contact information um we you can uh, email us at sports 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 podcast at gmail.com that's sports 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 podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast that's uh facebook.com slash sports number three podcast uh or you can find all our episodes on soundcloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast we get it you listen on itunes it's a good program um but now why not try soundcloud why don't you hey Hey, joel uh, well, I hate to s- tell you, but I, I don't have like a bit to do at the end here. I got to take off. What else is new? Yeah, I got to go play some stool. Ugh, it sounds like poop games. <laughs> Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.